get a job in tech. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this podcast. This is our 100th episode. I really appreciate it, everybody, for listening to this podcast for this long. You know, really, uh, really mean that means a lot to me for you to have, uh, for you to listen to our, the podcast. If you've been here since like episode one, wow, that's amazing. Thank you, thank you for your support. I know um, this 100 episode, right? I think I've gotten away from telling, you know, talking about how to do stuff. I've, I think I've been focusing more like here's how or here's you can do this. So this one, I'm going to talk about how to get a job in IT, tech, really, actually. And so the thing is, with now, companies are going to be needing people to go back to work or to work in their office. People are going to say, hey, I don't want to work in an office anymore. I'd like to work from home full time. And that leaves an opportunity for you, whether you work at Walmart, McDonald's, you're a mechanic, you're a forklift driver, or whatever it is. And I'd just like to maybe talk about some little things to set yourself up before you start to get into tech. And I know it's probably a little bit overwhelming overwhelming for you. And I wanted just to show, share with you how to get ready, how to get started basically in that, in that field. So the first thing to do is take an inventory of yourself that, you know, before you get a job, you really want to know, well, how much do I need, I need to make? How much do I want to make, right? Maybe you don't know how much you want to make, uh, but you need you know how much you do make, right? And I would say, um, start by saying, like, if I, if I work 30 minutes away and you make, let's say you make 10 bucks an hour, whatever it is right now, and you travel 30 minutes one way to work and that's an hour a day so now how much is that worth to you right how much is that hour worth to you is that ten dollars an hour so the realistically let's just play with the numbers here realistically you make you know eight dollars an hour let's say realistically right because those two dollars an hour you spend going there let's say let's say uh, i guess better let's say an hour Let's let's put that differently. Let's say let's say one dollar. So you make ten, but because you travel one hour each way per the day. So if you can think of it this way, you have ten eight hours in a day and you make ten dollars an hour. So per day you make eighty hour eighty dollars per day. Wow. And your travel time, that's an hour. So now you take ten dollars off of that to travel. That's kind of how you would think of it, right? So in actuality, you're only making $70 a day, really. And $70, and that's before taxes, of course, right? So 30%, I think, or yeah, I don't know. the income That income bracket's a little different. Let's say, I don't know, $2, I think. For every 10, it's two, let's say. So in actuality, you're making $10, $80, less uh, $2 an hour, eight times eight, 64. So $64 uh, in a day you're making take home, right? So less the, less the um, one hour that it takes you to get back and forth to work. 
which is 10. So now you really only make $54 per day, right? That's really the number. So $54 times five days a week is what you get paid. That's how to look at it. And now if your commute's even longer, if your commute is, is two hours, where it's a one hour one way and one hour one way back, whether that be a bus, whether that be a car, whatever that is. And that that's how um, I tell people to, or I suggest how to people to uh, think of how much they make, you know, how much they, what do they need to, what do they need to make to replace their income, right? Basically. That's the first thing. The other thing is take an inventory of your day. What do you do to the day? If you commute by bus, what could you be doing while on the bus to help yourself get another job? Which is probably hard, right? You got a phone, you could watch a, a video or you know, instead of spacing out, maybe a technical video or whatever, right? One of my videos, of course, my awesome videos on my YouTube channel, Gary McNeil. Just type it in your Google search star, your YouTube search bar there, and you'll find yours truly's uh, YouTube channel. Where I have lots of good content posted every day, post a uh, new video every day. And there's what, 168 hours? I know a couple podcasts ago I talked about 160 hours in a week. So, you know, audit your money. How much do you need? Really, that's really that that's the basis right there, right? If you know how much you need to make, if you make, you know, $54 a day take home right now, what do you need to make? You know, obviously, you need to make more than that, right, to keep up your lifestyle. So right now, you make fifty-four dollars a day, and you have a, um, a maybe you have a car, maybe you don't, but you have expenses. Maybe you have a cell phone expense or whatever you have. So that should factor in your decision making. So in IT, a lot of jobs start out, you know, ten, twelve, thirteen dollars an hour. Some of them work from home. So ask yourself this question: If you had a, a work from home job, what would that what would that how would that help you out? You make ten dollars an hour now. If you make thirteen dollars an hour as a work from home, like a help desk technician, work from home. So a company like Transcom, or what's the other one? I forget the name of it, but coming like Transcom would hire you, or Cytel. That's the other company, right? And they would hire you, and you'd work from home full time. And you think about like. What, how much would that save me? So think of that that forty-five dollars you make now, right? Now factor in you're going to work for something like Cytel or Transcom, uh, or maybe you make the same. Who knows? Maybe it's ten dollars an hour. Let's just say, right? Well, that ten dollars an hour, you save at least. Um, you're probably getting taxed the same, right? So instead of fifty-four, you'd be sixty-four. So it's ten extra dollars because you don't have to travel anywhere. So you could take that ten extra dollars that you have that you make per day, and spend that on something else. Okay, that's really that's really the foundation, really, right? At, you got you got to be honest with yourself, actually, when you look for a job. You know, um, you don't want to go and travel, you know, somewhere across the United States, let's say, or across the another country, basically, right? When you don't have you don't know what you make now, and you don't have your expenses. Plot it out. Maybe you can't take care of your expenses or whatever, but you don't have them plotted out. You don't know what you want to make because you don't know what you make now. So this is a good idea to find out what you want to make because you know what you make now. Okay, having said that, the other thing is um, start to talk about 
we'll take an inventory, right? Take a piece of paper. I'll wait, right? I'll wait. But take a piece of paper and write down how much you make per hour. And then write down what you, what's your commute every day, okay? Now, take that and multiply it times five. That's five days a week. And now take $3 off for every $10 you make. So usually that's 30%. Some could be higher, some could be lower. So take that in it, and that's your, your take-home. So take that take-home dollar and per day, multiply times five, that's your weekly pay. Multiply times four, that's your take-home monthly pay. Then take your bills that you have, your cell phone, you probably know what that is every month, your water, electric, internet, very critical to have those. You know, maybe you have credit cards, maybe you have a bank loan or a bank note, maybe you have a car note or a car loan, maybe you owe relatives money and you're paying them off or whatever it is. So you have that number, write it down, you know exactly what you want to get paid because you know what, you, uh, what your bills are, right? So you have that done, right? Okay, that's there. Next, take an inventory of your skills. Where do you work at? Okay. There are a lot of companies, a lot of skills that you have, you don't even know you have. For instance, if you work at Walmart or McDonald's, say McDonald's, every day at McDonald's, I'm pretty sure if you work, you're the fry person, or if you work on the line where you hand, you know, talk to folks every day, customers, I'm sure that you have a rowdy customer who didn't get their double quarter pound of cheese you know, cook properly, or they ask for onion, and they didn't get onion, or they ask for no ketchup, and they get ketchup. What's what's going on here? Why do I get this? And so your ability to recognize the other human and figure out a, a way to just kind of like, you know, make them feel happy, really, make them feel, oh, you know what, ma'am, sir, sorry, we'll take care of that for you, right? We'll We'll take care of that for you. And then just, you know, um, take care of it. Order up a new double quarter pound of cheese sandwich or sandwich, and uh, hand it to them. Thank you for you know. Thank you for going to you know. Thank you for coming into McDonald's. We apologize for your inconvenience, and uh, so that's a transferable skill. That's transferable any any job whatsoever, completely right. The other thing is under pressure. So you have in McDonald's, let's say you have the Lights going off, not lights, whatever. The buzzer's going off, right, with the fries. The fries down and all the time. And you have, you're on the, <laughs> somebody's in the drive-thru, right? And you're, you're listening to them in the drive-thru, right? Meanwhile, at the same time, somebody's talking to you and you're having to nod at them who works with you. Then you have to input their um, order in to the system, the computer there. That right there is a skill set by itself. That is to be able to distinguish and to differentiate with the conversation. That's amazing. That's an amazing skill set, right? Um, so I want you to take a piece of paper. I want you to write down, just put 10 skills, right? I'll give you a couple. So you work at Walmart, customer service. That's 100%. Multitasking, 1,000%. That's multitasking. The ability to listen to customers. 
empathy. You could call it empathy. That's a good good skill to have. So that's uh, that's just a couple actually, right? You could put down. The other one is teamwork. How to work with a team. The other one could be, um, you know, how to work with different cultures, right? By the way, if you live in one of these cities that has different nationalities from different countries, and you work there, you have the ability to um, be able to work with them effectively and understand them and be able to um, communicate and know the mannerisms of the different people from different nationalities. That's a skill right there in itself right there. That's a real good skill actually to have. So you understand you understand it, right? Um, so that's another thing. Okay, so that's, uh, so that's you got a piece of paper. So to recap, we have the, you're talking, you're putting down what you get paid and you're putting down how many, how much money you make per week and per month after take home. You're putting down your expenses, your bills and whatnot, putting that down. And you kind of identifying that. That's really the baseline for getting a new job. Then also you're taking an inventory of what skills do you have now? Because we want to build, we want to build on your skill set. You know, um, if you go and you don't have some of those soft skills, it's not going to do you any good. So we have to identify what skills, you know, take an inventory of skills you have and then just help them a little bit. Tweak the skills a little bit. Improve them a little bit. So that now they're ready for you to get a job in the technical field. McDonald's, for instance, right? You know, customer support. That translates into help desk. That translates to, into uh, help desk administrator where you you're talking to people on the phone and you're listening to them and then you do a function maybe you check you know uh, reset the password or create an account form or, or whatever whatever it is so those are those are really good skills to start off with now I want to talk about taking those skills you already have now let's put some introductory skills and introductory technical skills in there and start off with this if you don't know anything about computers you, you know, um, let's assume you have a computer. Let's assume that, right? So there's a program called VirtualBox. V-U-R, or sorry, V-I-R-T-U-A-L, Box, B-O-X. So VirtualBox is an open source program. And what open source means is it's free and doesn't uh, necessarily came, contain, typically they don't contain viruses. And it's a community that makes this. In the virtual box case, it's made by Oracle, Oracle Corporation. You probably have heard of Oracle Corporation. They make this product, VirtualBox. They bought it from, I think, Sun Microsystems, I believe, a while ago. And they just made their own version of VirtualBox. So you download VirtualBox, put it on your computer. And how do you do that? In my YouTube channel, Gary McNeely IT, actually, Gary McNeely IT is my YouTube channel. You go there, or just look for my name, Gary McNeely, in YouTube, and look in my videos. You're going to see a video called VirtualBox. So you want to download, or not download, but you, you want to watch that video I have on VirtualBox, how to install VirtualBox. I have a video on it. And I'll link that to the show notes as well. So that's really step number one in, in IT, technical, getting involved in technical. Again, you don't have to know anything technical to do this. We're just setting it up. We're just 
or easing yourself into, te into the technical field. You want to just slowly creep in there, right? You know, creep into the IT field, basically. The second thing you want to do is vir getting VirtualBox means that you can install an operating system inside your operating system that won't have any effect on your computer at all. So why do you, why is, why do you care about that? What's important about that? It's important because it you can use that as a test environment to play around with IT or technical, to learn the technical skills needed. And there are two different OS's operating systems that you'll probably find a, uh, hear about in the technical term or technical world. And they are, usually it's Windows and Linux. Usually those are the two that you, you hear about, right? So what you do is you use VirtualBox to play or to uh, to install Windows inside your operating system. The benefit there is, again, it's not going to affect the operating system you have now, and you can delete it if you want to. And that's the great the benefit of it. The other thing I want you to download, and you're writing this down, right? You're writing this down, right? Okay, good. So you want to go to Google or just go to my YouTube uh, video on uh, how to install Windows Server. So you can choose Windows Server 2019 is the latest and greatest. I'll again put the show notes, the link in the show notes. Watch the video I have on installing Windows Server 2019. So that's really step number two in your technical, you know, adventure basically, your Oregon Trail of IT or technical, uh, uh, technical journey, if you will, right? So, uh, third, thirdly, right, you want to download Ubuntu. So it's Ubuntu is just Linux, really. And what is Linux? So Linux is the open source or free version of an operating system. Anyone can download it. It's free. The Windows Server, although it's not free, you do get a free trial for 180 days. Versus you, Linux, or in our case, Ubuntu, it's free forever. It has free updates, everything. It has most software that Windows has, but it's less user-friendly. I'll say that. So I have a video on my YouTube channel, Gary McNeil IT, that tells you, shows you, rather, shows you, walks you through how to install Ubuntu, and that's spelled U-B-U, U-B-U-N-T-U, -U Ubuntu. You want to download the 64-bit version of the operating system. It's an ISO file, I-S-O file. So an I-S-O file is like your CD that you put in your computer. You plug it in, it's an ISO file. And that's the operating system right there. And that's the same thing that comes with, like, your standard uh, computer when you get it. It, already has, it comes preloaded. But what you can do is you can take the ISO file and you can load that into VirtualBox and then install Windows Server or Ubuntu, which is Linux. So that's enough for today. Just, just get those steps done. Play with that. Take those steps necessary for that. And the next podcast, I'll talk, talk you through setting up uh, Active Directory and a couple things you can do with Active Directory and, and some other software that you can download to get your, your journey um, 
into the IT field. So thanks, everybody, for listening to this podcast, and you have yourself a great day.